Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. But when you talk about Murphy doors, so you think about a doorway, right? You waste so much space within that, right? So these are about eight inches thick and they look like a bookcase, could look like a wine rack. It could look like a pool cue door where you're storing all your stuff for your pool room. Or it could even look like it's a, a pantry door. But when it swings open, there are things hiding behind it which is cool. So, the hidden space. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is not your grandmother's home improvement show. We're here to talk about healthy homes, new technology, DIY projects, and construction every single week. Thanks for joining us. Caroline, hello. Where were you this past week? I mean, you were gone, and I felt like my left hip was out and gone and missing. (laughs) I was down at the International Design and Construction Week down in Orlando, Florida for, what, nine days down there? Long time to be in Florida. And tell everybody what you were doing. So you got off the plane, you shot over to the hotel, and then you started to build. And build what? You got it. Landed on a Thursday night, and Friday morning it was making sure we had the materials there as I had to build the home tech zone. And the home tech zone is pretty cool. So I was on a main stage on the floor here. Wow. (laughs) We were building. We were building just like that. So we were, yeah, we were building on the home tech stage. So what happened is, is we, we have this huge, think of this home can, this big, huge convention center. So we had all of this space, which was kind of cool. And I mean, how much space we are talking about like 700,000 square feet of space, which is pretty crazy. Whoa. I mean, that's a lot of space. And so we had, that's how big the show floor is. And with that, and that was a smaller, you know, a smaller show for this year, actually. But I start out with a concrete area and we have to build a whole stage, walls, and make this all work as a home technology stage. So not only do we have to build it, we had to sit there and hook up all the electronics and get that all hooked into the Wi-Fi and all that stuff. So that's what's pretty cool. And then up on the stage, so people who aren't there, and don't have a visual on it. And of course you can visit us at around the house show and there's photos and all kinds of great video from Eric being there, but he designed this entire set with a platform and then there's televisions and there's video. And then behind him, there are all the latest and greatest appliances and he had technology services and he had bathroom fans and you name it up behind him. So it's really intricate. Who picked, who picked the coloring, too? Yeah, you did this great color scheme thing going on. That was all me. They just basically said, design it out how you want to do it. I'm like, I'm going to do something fun. So uh, we used this multicolor flooring from Floor & Decor that was a uh, 
It was actually a bamboo flooring, but stained in different colors. And we put it up there. So it had a real kind of old barnwood painted barn one look like it was out of three different colors of barns or four different colors of barns up there. And so that was fun. But yeah, we had to build this whole stage and it's a big stage. I mean, it's 30 feet long and 15 feet deep. So it was a big stage. So we had three days to build it, to get it knocked out and then set up. And then I had six, actually had six seminars to do each and every day. And a, uh, one of those was a, uh, a round table that we did with three or four people. And it was all teaching seminars on technology around your home to builders, remodelers, and designers. Yeah. And it's really fascinating. So he's up there on the stage teaching this material. And then of course, there's all of these industry professionals, people we work with every day that are there. And um, he got some great opportunities to bring the show to some of our friends and innovators that we work with. Yeah, it was fun because, I mean, we had people from all over the world there sitting there. You know, we had a guy from uh, Ireland sitting in there who's a, uh, a doctor from Ireland that was cool. And we had some good conversations. And so, I mean, it's fast. It's a get up there, talk, 15 minute break, which means I'm talking to people afterwards, get a drink of water, go up and do it again for another half hour. And you just keep going. And then, of course, we got to do the Around the House show there over in people's booths. So we had three recordings at around the uh, uh, around the uh, NHB zone there, which was cool. I had to stay in my building because here's the problem is there's the West building, which is a big building. Then we have the North South building. It's like a mile and a half walk oh, from my booth to that building. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm not running between the South and North building, you know, the North South building and the West building like that, because it just too far to go. And it just takes too much time. And I felt bad because some of the speakers that were on my stage and our other stage over there on the other stage, that over there was the high performance building zone. And Emily, an architect that I worked with there, I felt so bad for her because she did one seminar on that stage, had to walk over to my stage had to walk over to the other stage oh, no. and then come back to mine. And so she had walked by the end of the day, like 11 and a half miles, Holy. just getting between stages and from her hotel. And I'm like, I was feeling pretty bad for her, but so it like, was good. A after lot of, all that, a lot of good people putting a lot of hard work. Yeah. You, you need your, you need your cocktails. You're going to pour some of your yeah. whiskey. Absolutely. I, I had a few, I had a few over in the evenings, you know, but Here's the thing that I, and I've really learned going to these shows is 10 years ago, it was like party every night, hit it hard. We'd have four or five parties to go to. This year it was very much dialed down from that. And I turned a few down too, because I just had so many seminars and podcast recordings to give. I just had to be on my A game. And so for me, except for one night, I was back at the hotel room by 10 PM, which is 7 PM my time here to crash and get up and do it all over again. So biggest takeaway, what did you learn? Because you're teaching so many people about everything else. What did you learn? What was the biggest takeaway you took? First thing between the two shows, there were 70,000 people that showed up for this event. So trade shows are back. Those have come back to life. The people are there. Another note that I want to put in there are there were some companies that really kind of misplayed and misread the entire trade show thing, because there was one company that showed up 
they didn't have any product in their booth because they didn't think anybody was going to show up. So they had the walls of the booth up and some videos running, not a single piece of product. And I asked them, I go, what are you guys doing? And they're like, yeah, we made a call. We didn't think anyone was going to be here, but we put the booth up anyway. And they didn't take the other steps. It was severely disappointing. And I see why it was so severely. I mean, it was just like, holy smokes. And it's a company I like, but really when it came down to it, there was a lot of new innovative products that we're going to talk about today that were there. And I just learned so much talking to different people in the industry and the challenges that they've had, as well as the new products that are coming out, because we're gonna have to go out to break in a second here. But really when it comes to new technology for the home, We've had all these products that have been bouncing out over the last number of years. Like, oh, it's this, it's that, it's it's this will open your door for you. This will turn on the lights, all that stuff. But we've all had like 42 apps on our phones mm-hmm. to, to actually have to operate it. Or you had a smart home system that ran half of it. Now moving forward, there are a lot of products out there that are intuitive that are actually going to learn what you need. And you're not going to have to sit there and program it. It's going to be like the, well, like the grocery store. You walk into the grocery store or the mini mart or even the home center. You've got that automatic door. We all generally test that thing to open up, right? Right. So when that happens, it automatically goes. Our smart home technology is going to start doing that where it anticipates what we need and what we want. It's going to learn what those light settings are. It's going to learn what you think is comfortable and it's going to set it for that around your house, which is going to be pretty cool. A little bit of scary. It's like technology takes over, but yeah, I want it to do it for me. I don't want to play with my app on my phone. I don't have time. I think we had that discussion. Nobody with, has time. I hate switching through looking for that. Yeah. We had that discussion with Samsung. I mean, they brought that to our attention that, you know, they want it to be automated to do it for us. We don't have to think about it. We just walk in and it's going to turn the lights on and it's exactly. going to know what level we want and type of lighting and... And that is now coming out. We'll talk about that when we come back just as soon as Around the House returns. Should I be allowed to be so hot? Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G. and Caroline B., your single source for everything home improvement, DIY, construction design, and healthy home information every single week. Well, Caroline and I have been talking about kind of our little debrief here in home technology from the International Building Show or Design and Construction Week that was just this last week in Orlando, Florida. And Caroline, there were some cool things there. And uh, this is something that I actually snuck in my bag on the way home because this is going to my house. Yeah. So what is this? This is awesome. It's a light switch, but it doesn't look like any light switch I've ever seen. Yeah. This is made by Oro and their website is getoro.com. And you almost have to think about this is a light switch that's designed almost like it's your phone there. So you don't need your phone to operate this. So throw your phone away. Don't Mm. need it. This is a lighting home control that has its own OLED switch face on there. And what's cool about it is it has light sensors, motion detection, and sound sensing all within the switch. This is cool. So here's the cool thing. Yeah. 
What I like about it is that it's not uploading that into the cloud. It's all within the switch. So it's not recording information. It's not like your Alexa that's putting that all into a into a storage device. It doesn't care what you're saying, but it's sensing all of these things within your home. So it looks like a traditional light switch. Um, are they all black like this? Or do they come in different colors? Yeah, the the well, you have different colors of trim you can put around them. But yes, they are black because it's a black glass like your phone. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's what that OLED you know screen is almost like your flat screen TV is. You mm. know, but you can use any trim. You know, any of the decor style trims around the outside. Where this makes a difference, and you're like, okay, it's a switch. There's a bunch of those out there. What's cool about that is that this is actually has its own autopilot mode for it that you can set. So now it's watching to see how bright or dark the room is. With motion detection, it knows if you're in there, and because it's listening, it can hear you in there. Nice. And so that's kind of cool. So it knows it's, okay, well, it's midday. It's going to be brighter outside typically. So it knows that you need some light there, but it knows in the evening as it gets darker, hey, you want to have this stay the same brightness, so it will maximize that with the incoming light and then how bright it is. Very cool. Now, one of the things that I think was super cool with this is when you get into the light and sleep, this is very much on the health and wellness side. So artificial light, as you know, confuses your body clock, right? Yes. That jacks up your sleep. So, you know, disrupts sleep, lowers metabolism, increases stress, right? All of those things. So what this does is this auto dims as it gets closer to your bedtime. Mm. So it jumps into that circadian rhythm and starts to make things darker around the house, but just slightly. You can still see, but it's trying to bring that down. So at night, it's not getting into that disruptive artificial light that hurts how you go to sleep at night. So if you want to get up in the middle of the night and go to the bathroom, you're going to have a lower light that isn't going to be so disruptive. You know, when you turn on that light and wakes up everybody in the house and... This is great. So when you walk in, it gives you enough just to be able to walk into the bathroom and not trip over the vanity or the tub or whatever. But it's enough for you to get in there without trying to wake you up. Because you know what happens in my house? I have a really cool Lutron Casita smart home switch right there. And there's about a 30 second of an inch between the full on button (laughs) and the button that goes just a little bit on in the dimmer side of things. And there's about a 50-50 chance that when I turn around half in the middle of the way, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning when I'm dead asleep, for me to slap that switch and I go, and now it's full on light where I got the whole room (laughs) where I could do surgery in there versus maybe just that little bit of light that I need to get into the bathroom. And then I'm awake and I'm there for, you know, I'm awake for the next 20 minutes trying to go back to sleep, if not an hour. Neato. So where can, so how do people find these products? Are they available at your local box store? Do you have to order them directly from the company? You can direct them. You can get them direct. You can get them through stores. You can get them through your, um, your professional out there that is designing your space for you, which would be called your integrator. So there's a lot of cool things with this here too. And it controls so many other things. I want to talk about this real quick. This is important. It works with so many brands out there. So you can literally put this 
next to a Casita Lutron switch if you wanted to still have that. So this plays well together with other brands. You know, so you can have it working with your Ecobee. You can have it mm. working with Smart Things. You can have it, your Google Assistant, Nest. Ring you know, doorbell. Carrier, Bryant, Arlo. Yeah, mm. see? So Control 4, which is a, a much higher-end control system for your home. So it's really meant to integrate with that stuff, you know, which is awesome, you know. And Sonos, it works with your Sonos system. Hmm. So if you want to have the same sound around, it's actually monitoring what the sound output in that room is because it has that sensor. You know, at the same time, you can say you can use voice control and say, hey, Alexa, you know, do whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Alexa. So each one of those. So you can tell it to turn the lights off or on through your Alexa and it'll be compatible. Correct. You can also open and shut your garage door if you've got a genie or if you've got Ecobee, you can change the temperature and you can lock and unlock doors. So it's really like your smart home system with your phone on it. It's just mounted to the wall. You can now, when you want to unplug, you can lay your phone down and this is going to run your smart home stuff very similar to what your phone is. And that's kind of cool. Very cool. And it anticipates things. So it's really cool. It's just, you know, you can just start out and it's very easy to use. I was shocked. And once you get it set up, you know, it's pretty simple installation, which I like. So no more smartphone. No more smartphone for that. Works mm -hmm. with existing light bulbs. Uh, just needs the neutral wire, which most homes, you know, one thing I do like about this, it's very important, is these new light switches, Carolyn, change how we design out homes. You know, it used to be that if you had four doors coming into a like a living room or dining room, those four doorways, you kind of wanted to have a switch, switch you could walk in and turn the lights on, right? Mm -hmm. Now you need one because it senses you walking into the room and it's going to do it for you anyway. So you need less light switches. There's just so many things that you can control now without needing it. You know, you don't have to have that in there. And for somebody that's like older, aging in place, it's also a good thing for that as well. For for even putting in your mom, grandma's home or whoever, you know, it's in your life. It's smart and it will be intuitive and give them the amount of light that they need for their own personal taste. So for our listeners, it's O-R-R-O, Oro, kind of like Oreo, but Oro. Exactly. And the website is getoro.com. And a very cool company. I was really impressed with what they had going on. So, hey, when we come back, I want to talk about some smart home stuff for generating power for something that nails on your roof. We'll do that mm. just as soon as Around the House returns. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. Welcome 
Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your source for everything about your home every single week. Thanks for joining us. Well, we've been talking today about uh, Design and Construction Week in Orlando here, 2022, that happened last week. And uh, there are so many cool products, Caroline, that it's just too many to even put into one show. So we'll have this in uh, a couple episodes here to be able to attack it correctly and get that information out because, man, there was some groundbreaking stuff. Now, this is something that totally gets me. This is like my jam, solar, and I want to put it on something that isn't going to look so ugly and blocky and take away from the aesthetics of the house, but yet not also cause leaks and mold. And this thing is super cool. So talk about this. And this is by our friends. It's a Timberline, right? It's called the new Timberline Solar. Well, it's GAF. Timberline is at GAF is the, is the roofing company. Timberline is one of their many roofing lines that they carry under the GAF line. So, you know, they've got different series of roofs. Timberline is kind of their, their high-end roof under the GAF brand. They created a new company called GAF Energy. So what they have is roof with power added to it. So this is the new Timberline solar roofing system. And it makes, you don't have to be, you don't have to compromise really between putting up these ugly big panels <laughs> on your roof that have brackets that come off that love to leak. Mm. You know what I mean? And what's cool about this is that when you put solar on your roof this way, you get a good looking roof, but you have one company for the warranty, right? Nice. So you don't have the, the you don't have the solar company going, well, hey, well, water leakage isn't our problem. We're about the energy. And the roofing company going, hey, man, they drilled big holes in the roof. Um, that's a problem, right? So explain to me. So so one point of contact. I'm looking at, we're, we're looking at photographs of this. And so what's nice is it blends in with the color tone of your roof. So if your roof isn't, say, a charcoal color, it seems to blend in. Are they all, are, do they do that? Or is it just in this photograph that it's particularly matching? Because you can't see it because it's blending right it in. Just, yeah, it just matches. It's just kind of, it has to be that kind of black surface up there, but there's always some black in their roofs. They don't really do a white roof. So that is what it is. You know what I mean? Nice. And so there's in the Timberline series, there, there's always a little darkness to it in that. But what I like about it is that the Timberline solar is made up of shingles, not panels or heavy tiles, right? Mm. So the shingles automatically are water shedding. And then they're rated for uh, winds up to 130 miles an hour, which is big in, in an area like you where you got hurricanes and stuff coming through there. But what happens is, is that when a solar company comes in and they drill holes in the roof and put in those brackets and stuff, that's not covered by the roofing warranty. Mm -hmm. So this is really a nailable product that comes on there. And it has the same wind and, you know, water shedding warranty coverage as the shingle itself. Explain to the audience because they- I think that's a huge deal. That they can't see what it looks like. So it's overlaying your roof, but it's, it looks, it's panels, but like flush mount, right? So they're not high, they're not jacked up. They're like, they look like part of your roof, but it's actually the panels that you're used to seeing, correct? Yeah. So these go up on the roof. They sit on top of the roof is what it looks like. So it's flush with the roof. So it looks like you've got a little bit of a different- shingle setup right there but what's awesome about that is that there's kind of a raised up track that goes down on the side of it and that's where all the electrical goes through mm, and that. so 
what's awesome is, is you've got the roof up there. You've got these thin panels that are on the roof and the electrical goes up through there, but it's all a nailable product. So you're not cutting huge holes. Mm-hmm. You've got to cut some, you know, holes for electrical, but it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's so nice. You know, and now your roofer can come up and install that up there and you don't have to bring in a whole different company to do it. No, it's real. it's sharp looking. It looks so good guys. Like amazing. Yeah. I mean, it is trick. And so they go through and they've got the whole service package with this. So they actually go through and help design it, help do the electrical service. They've got all their financing partners. They've got everything lined up for the contractor out there. And then what's cool is, is in within the solar itself, you've got, you know, high-end industry leading stuff there. So it looks good, but it's going to be super durable and it's so clean. I like it. I think it's going to be a really smart way to go. Now, who sells this? I mean, is it the roofing company? I mean, do they incorporate it with, are they partnering with your solar company? How is that working? So these guys here, um, trying to explain it here. So you come in and your roofing company is actually going to work with GAF energy to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's not, you'll have solar companies that'll do it. You'll have roofing companies. You're going to do it. It's a brand new product out there. So we didn't get into that level of detail, Mm -hmm. but what I like about it is that you're going to have less people on the roof and a better warranty, which I like. I agree. Very cool. So I'm super excited about this. This is another one of those cool products. And they won, um, let's see, they won the most innovative construction tool in the uh, International Building Show Class of 2022 Best of IBS. Nice. So that's kind of trick. Mm. So I like that they they won that. So super smart. We're going to see more of that kind of stuff out there. I think it's going to work really well. And uh you know, if you're a roofer out there, it might be something you want to take a, you know, get a hold of. They have their own people to come in and help get you trained up and ready to go for this product. So I think it's a new, it's a new part of roofing to see them installing solar. The all in one. Right on top of the roof. And quite frankly, it looks really it good. It does. It's clean all in one solar power and roof. How long do these last? Did anybody talk about the, the length of time that when do they have to be replaced? Um, you know, it's, I, I don't have any of that information. They have not released any of that stuff out there. But, you know, usually with solar panels, you're getting, you know, 20 years or so out of it. So, you know, uh, I'm not sure what the lifespan on this is. It's not information that they released because this is just rolling out as of last week. It'd be nice if it's the same duration as the time you get out of your roof, right? So if you get, let's say, 25 years out of your roof, it would go in, co- in coordinates with that. But I don't know. That would be nice, but, you know, I think the, the timber line, that roof is like a 50-year roof. Oh, yeah. That's, so that's the problem is, that. is do you want to have tech? <laughs> yeah. It would be like, hey, Caroline, do you want to have a 50-year-old television <laughs> with a 50-year-old warranty on it? By the time we get to that point, I got a feeling the technology is going to have jumped the, jumped the shark on that. You're going to go, hey, I need something newer, right? Yeah, yeah. So this might encourage people to have to change the roofs out a little more too. Who knows? That might be a selling standpoint for them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you could take it out up there and just patch that up and be good to go. So, I mean, it's just a, you know what I mean? It's not that big a deal to actually have to remove that down the road. It's not as big as some of these other big arrays where if, when they take the solar panels out, you you still have the posts and the pieces up there because you don't want to have to pat, you got holes. 
So and the current solar system that you have leak incredibly. I'm constantly in attics and we're realizing that, you know, this is creating a problem to the point that we were recommending people don't put them on the roof because your roof is your protector. It's your out of your building envelope. It's one of the key things that protects the house from all kinds of damage. So this is much better alternative and we're yeah. still using using the roof. And some of the other problems you have is some of those other solar panel systems out there. You have to really uh, on some homes that have engineered trusses, you've already They've designed that spec house to be so close to minimum code, right? Mm. That you start putting other heavy products up there with with solar panels and stuff, and it puts a whole new wind load on it as well. There's times that I've had to see people go in and do some framing to beef that up. Now, there's going to be a new product we're going to talk about when we come back that um, I thought was really cool. This is one of those ones that uh, I think we've all heard of the Murphy bed, right? Oh, Yeah. That's sweet. Let's talk about these guys. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Hi everybody, I'm Ari Kameen from Steven Adler's band and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G and the beautiful Caroline. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is not your grandmother and grandfather's home improvement show. This is where we talk everything home improvement every single week. Thanks for joining us. Well, Caroline, we've been talking about all these cool new things that I ran into, including some new technology at Design and Construction Week. And man, there was a lot of walking involved there. I'm glad you did the walking and now you're doing the talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening. Exactly. I'm absorbing all your information. No, it's great. Look at the Murphy bed. It was cool. I'm obsessed. Yeah. With so, so this was cool. So interesting story. I was hanging out with Skip and Allison Bedell who were on our Christmas episode. And I love those guys. I got to actually, we got to hang out with them twice, which was awesome because. Wait, did you say actually, Skip? Two or three times. Yes, you I said did. said Skip Bedell from Fox and Friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm you got to go Skip. back and listen to the Christmas episode. Yeah. And understand that story. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> Oh, it's so early in the day for potty humor, but here we go. <laughs> so we're talking and, and, uh, he's like, come on over here and meet me for a beer over at Murphy door. All right. So I get over there and he introduces me to Jeremy Barker, who is the owner of Murphy door, hidden door solutions. Well, everybody's heard of Murphy beds, right? Mm. So here's and what's those- crazy. Wait, wait, wait. Tell people what the beds are because I'm a city well, that's person. that's what I was so- doing. Okay, sorry. No, no. I'm a here's city the thing. girl. Here's the thing. Yeah. So these are the fold-up beds that we see, we've seen around for over 100 years, right? I mean, that's the crazy thing with this. Well, we all talk about business and trademarks. So what happened was he started the, the Murphy Door Company and realized that no one owned the trademark for Murphy Bed. It had run out in like the 1920s and nobody had renewed it. 
So eight years ago, he went, wow, I've already got the trademark for Murphy Door. I might as well start working on that. So it took him eight years to go through the process. And just this last year, there were no contesting things on it. So he now has the trademark for Murphy Beds. Even though he was making it, it was like Kleenex. Nobody had, even though Kleenex has been around, it was just one of those terms that nobody had trademarked it for nearly 100 years. So here's what I like about these guys. Murphy Door, Hidden Door Solutions. This company is all a bunch of firefighters or retired firefighters. And this was their side hustle. And so they have made Murphy, they have given away thousands of Murphy ladders to fire departments. Just so people, they, they are so supportive of this, which I love. So for people who don't know Murphy, um, you know, I associate them with hidden beds. So if you lived in the city, I lived in New York city and Hoboken. And so we always wanted additional space. So these were beds that fold up, you know, they become like a wall. So you fold them in, you fold them out, and they're great for really tiny spaces. I mean, people use them for a lot of things, but particularly apartments and studios where you needed to have space. And these doors are also hidden doors, correct? Like the door can look like a shelf, mm-hmm. but then you open it and it's really a door. So trippy. Yeah. So if you've seen, they have, they have the Murphy ladder, which folds up. So it's only about, you know, put a ladder on the ground and you grab it and fold one end up. And so it turns into like an eight inch round thing so the the two sides slide together so now you can hide that ladder someplace especially if you're in the city and that but when you talk about murphy doors so you think about a doorway right you waste so much space within that right so these are about eight inches thick and they look like a bookcase could look like a wine rack it could look like a pool cue door where you're storing all your stuff for your pool room, or it could even look like it's a, a pantry door. But when it swings open, there are things hiding behind it, which is cool. So the hidden space. So think about it. If you have a door going into your pantry, right? And you're in a tight space and you've got that space between what would be the shelves there and the door, you can put in this pantry door You can make it so it looks like a door, it swings open, but when it swings open, there's its own pantry that's attached to the back of it. So it could be spices, it could be storage, it could be anything. And all of a sudden, you're like tripling the storage space out of an area that's just 100% wasted. So cool. Look at all these. They have the spice rack, the wine rack. Oh, you'd like that. The dresser door. I like the wine rack. They have a gun cabinet door as well, which is kind of cool for all you people out there that have rifles. That would be a big hit. And um, wait. So look at it here. It looks like a regular door until you open it. And then there's a whole locked gun cabinet on the other side of it. That is cool. Look at the hamper. So you can have a door and then you open it up on on the other side of the door Mm -hmm. is a hamper storage. Very. Correct. I like that one. It's super cool. So this is great if you want to have that flush mount bookcase door for your hidden room. Maybe you want to have that uh, that man cave speakeasy card room, you know, to access into it. This is center pivoted. It's ready to go. And you can literally, it looks like a bookcase and open it up. And now you have access into the back. That is trippy. Which is pretty cool. That's how you get to the bat cave, right? Mm-hmm. And I like, look at the one they have for ladies, our shoes. You can have a door from one side and you open oh, it. Oh, see? And then you've got shoes. 
on the other side. See? Looks like a shoe rack in the closet. Now, that might be that second doorway out. Works pretty cool. What are they made out of? So, I'm looking. So, they won. Uh, MDF. I'm seeing. I just saw what. Are they made out of real wood? Can you decide what you want to build the drawer out of? Yeah, it's made in, made in USA, coming out of Utah. They've got uh, plywood that they're made out of. Mm-hmm. So, it's uh, solid stuff. I'm very impressed. And, of course, they will custom make one. They can do custom-made stuff as well. So, there is a lot of cool stuff that you can do uh, within this stuff. I was pretty impressed. So you can do a single door. Like the pantry one? Yeah. French doors. Yeah. That's nice. Look at the mm-hmm. hamper. So it's so you're looking at it in its shelves on the one side of the door. So imagine mm-hmm. three shelves down. Yep. And then all of a sudden a hamper part that opens up and you can actually throw towels or any kind of laundry in it. What's the width on that? And you can stand to match. You can uh, you can uh, do all that stuff. So you can paint it to match. There are so many different things. You know, if you want to make a statement going into your wine room, you can make it that way. So you stand to match everything else. You can have it going into your home office where it looks like it's a hidden home office. Mm. You can go to where it goes into the bedroom where you've got drawers and a bookshelf, and that's the push door to get into the bathroom. What's the depth, though? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And it looks pretty the- deep. Like, look at the drawer when it's open. It looks like it's a... Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you've got, you've got, what is it, eight or 10 inches? I didn't throw a tape on it, but you've got eight or 10 inches, but it makes it look like it's a hidden room, which is pretty cool. Cool. And I think it's a smart way to go. You can have that full-length mirror in the room, have storage on the other side. So when you're getting ready, you want the full-length mirror, but maybe you don't have a place to put that full-length mirror. It can be on there, and then when you go in there... You've got all storage on the other side. What's our website? It is murphydoor.com. Nice. You guys have to check this out. This is really cool. Very, very innovative. It's super cool. Super cool. Now, another thing that I thought was a kind of a cool product out there as well, and we'll just talk about this real quick on the technology side, was uh, Swidget. And so what this is, S-W-I-D-G-E-T, it is a smart technology light switch company. And what they do is you have a regular light switch and think of that decor light switch that is square. And then you have all these little modules that go in the middle of it. And this is all about you, Caroline. Oh. So you can measure humidity I love that. with that. That is cool. So, so that controls humidity there. And so you have all these different things in it can turn on ventilation or fans when it detects that your air quality is less than optimal. Dehumidifier. Yes. So there's all these different sensing options around. Very neat. So then it goes into a phone app that you can let you monitor, assess, and optimize your environment 24-7. Caroline, I hear that music. You know what time it is? It is time to wrap <sighs> it up. So quickly. So quick. Now let's jump over here. You don't want to miss this next one because we've got our show from Brown Newtones booth. This is going to be fun. I love them. I love Brown. And so the coolest things I've got exactly. going on. <laughs> We're going to talk about all that cool stuff. We'll do that just as soon as we return. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. House. Come on.
Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.